All right, guys, so thanks for tuning in again today. We got a very interesting episode for sure. Um, Going to be fairly controversial, I would say. Uh, a lot of people will probably at least see the title and, uh, you know, just be shaking their head. However, um, this entire episode stems from Aurora and myself watching the Harry Potter movies. And a as we do quite a bit, because she is a, a big Harry Potter fan. Um, she wants to get a pet owl for her next birthday. And I've told her that she can't because she's not big enough yet. But uh, she definitely wants one. So, anyway, we were watching the Harry Potters. And Aurora made a statement during the movies. And I, I had to do like a triple take at her um, when she said it. But she followed up rationale behind it and really really helped me understand that, yeah, what she said was not so far-fetched. So, I'll get into this um, a little bit, but <clears throat> the statement that we are referring to is when Draco is sitting in the um, Slytherin common room with uh, Harry and Ron while they are using Polyjuice Potion to be Crab and Goyle, okay? During this scene, um, Draco makes the statement of, Father always said Dumbledore was the worst thing that ever happened to this school, right? <clears throat> so, very interesting, because as soon as that was said, as soon as that was said, and Aurora, with a plethora of knowledge of the Harry Potter mythos, right? It's not like it was her first time watching these. Says, wow, he's so right. And I was like blown away. It's like, what? Whoa, 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 wait, wait a second. What, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? And she was like, Dumbledore's the worst thing for Hogwarts. And I was absolutely blown away. However, Aurora enlightened me to a lot of things, provided a lot of evidence for things. And she wished for me to share some of those things with you all at home as well. So, evidence would suggest that Lucius Malfoy was correct when he made this statement to Draco. Okay? For multiple reasons. And we will get into those. One of the things, though, if you think about this, you think about the structure of Harry Potter and you think about the structure of the school, I mean, essentially, it's a boarding school. So the kids are going there, whatever. And we can tell from, like, Hermione um, that when these kids go home, they don't necessarily say everything that went on, you know? I, I mean, uh, Hermione seems to not really put her parents fully in the loop of everything that happens because I don't think her parents would send her back to Hogwarts after what happened in the first one, uh, in her first year. However... Um, you know, I, I think this bodes for most of the students. I, I think most of the students do not talk about all these things that happen. It doesn't really get out. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that that is the case. However, in Draco's situation, I believe Draco is one of the few students who does enlighten their parents and tells them what's going on at Hogwarts, okay? So after the first one, after the first semester 
okay? Which, you know, well, the first year, which took place um, during the Sorcerer's Stone, right? I think Draco told his dad, and his dad came to this revelation, or re revelation, sorry, revelation, that Dumbledore is the worst thing to happen to Hogwarts. Now, a lot of you are going to say, how can you say that? How can that be true? I think that it would be true to a lot of people if it got out enough. But Draco, he run and tells daddy everything, I believe. So because of this, he had a lot more evidence than most. And I believe that it could be a very decent fan theory that Lucius Malfoy was the unsuccessful hero of the Harry Potter series. At least through the first four, maybe five books, something like that. Um, so essentially before Voldemort actually came back, actually came back in the flesh, I think Lucius Malfoy was actually the un unsung hero. He was actually trying to make the school a better place, a better school, and instill better education into it. And here's the reasons for this, and these are the things that Aurora and I discussed, okay? <clears throat> because Lucius said it when he came in, right? Lucius said it when he came in to remove Albus from being headmaster because he gave him an order of suspension, right? So in the third, second, second movie, same, same movie as this, um, Lucius came in, handed him an order of suspension, and he said... We feel you have rather lost your touch, right? I think he really means that. I don't think he's meaning it from a, you know, a Death Eater standpoint. I think he really thinks Dumbledore's lost his touch as a headmaster, okay? I really think that's the case. So this is exactly why, okay? And it's because Draco tells everything to Daddy. So Daddy knows all of this, and that's why his dad thinks that. He hired Dumbledore, right? Dumbledore hired purely for selfish reasons and jeopardized the education and the quality of education that these students were getting <clears throat> while at the school. And you think about it, there's a long list, long list, guys. Gilderoy Lockhart, okay? Let's start off with one Gilderoy Lockhart. He was hired by Dumbledore into the school because Dumbledore wanted to expose him for the fraud that he was. Because Dumbledore do, knew two of the people that Gilderoy had taken uh, their stories and wrote books about. So Dumbledore knew he was a fraud, and he hired him purely for the purpose of exposing him. Now, what does that say? You put a guy in a defense against the dark arts class, okay? A life or death situation for these kids, and you're thinking <clears throat> they're going to have to go up against Voldemort at some point because you believe he's going to come back. And you hire someone in the defense against the dark arts, the classroom that's going to teach them how to survive if Voldemort comes back, and you put him there knowing that he's awful? How is that in any way responsible as a headmaster? So that's a big one, okay? Next, Professor Snape. He's a former Death Eater, right? He was made a teacher so he could be in with Voldemort 
and be a double agent. That was this. I mean, essentially, that's why he was he was there. He's a former Death Eater. He shouldn't have been hired there, but he was because Dumbledore needed him to get in good with the Death Eaters, right? I mean, come on. What are we doing here? We're just okay. Let's hire a you know a fake, and uh, you know let's hire. Um, a potions guy to come in and you know what let's make him a former death eater because you know what he's gonna help me kill Voldemort right okay I get it I get Dumbledore's looking out for the greater good I get that he sees this wizard and and he need, he knows he needs to take this wizard down for the good of the wizarding world however you do not have to be the headmaster of a school to do that and you could definitely have allowed these students to get a good education there because by the end of the Harry Potter series Hogwarts school the reputation should be tarnished because these kids barely learn squat, especially in the defense against the dark arts territory. So moving on from Snape, Trulawani, right? So this professor was hired. Okay. And she did the, um, uh, the telling the future class. I can't remember the, the exact name they use for it right now, but you know, essentially it was like telling the future. It was like, having foresight and all those types of things. She was hired to teach this course, like divination, right? But she wasn't hired for that. The reason she was hired was because she saw prophecies. She proclaimed prophecies. She foresaw prophecies about Harry Potter and Voldemort. And Dumbledore did not want her to fall into Voldemort's hands so that he could hear about those prophecies. That's the only reason. That's the only reason she's she's a dingbat. She's a dingbat, guys. She walks around binoculars for glasses. She doesn't know what she's doing. She acts drunk and high all the time. Like, she's not put together, okay? She's a hot mess. Minus the hot. She's just a mess. So, he hired her purely for that reason. So, guess what? Divination class is absolutely awful. And he mentions it in the books. He talks about how he thought about even just canceling that program at the school because it didn't he didn't see it being beneficial for students uh okay duh because the only reason he hired the girl for it is because he wanted to keep her out of Voldemort's hands so of course you're going to think about canceling the course and i'm sure after the Voldemort thing i'm sure somebody got rid of that dingbat and they got rid of that class because it makes no sense to have it okay professor slunghorn Okay. Now, he was great. He was a great potions professor back in the day. I, I get it. He had history with school and stuff. Great. But he was hired back not because of that. He wasn't hired back because he was a good professor. He wasn't hired back because he did great things before his accolades. No, 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 none of that. Because if that was the case, Dumbledore could have tried to get him back so many other years ago. And he kept failing. But finally, he brought out the big guns when he really needed him, <clears throat> not from a teaching standpoint, but to uncover Voldemort's plan. Which we found out was the Horcruxes. So yeah, I think it was great. I think he did a great job manipulating Slughorn to come back to the school to teach when he was really brought back to uncover his real memory of Tom Riddle. And yeah, there we go. There's another one. So it's just another professor purely for 
Dumbledore's selfish reasons, not for educational purposes of the children. Next, Professor Lupin, okay? Professor Loopy, right? He's a werewolf, right? The guy turns into the guy turns into a wolf. Guy turns into a werewolf, right? He's hired into the school knowing that. Okay, they knew that. They clearly knew it because as soon as he went missing, what do they teach? They teach about werewolves. So, duh, they knew what was going on. They knew he was a werewolf, but they hired him anyway. Why did they do that? Why did Dumbledore go get him? The only reason he did it was because he wanted him to be able to train Harry. As the only reason he hired Professor Lupin. I'm I'm 100% sure of this. Right? Because Lupin could have been a great professor and he could have been hired before, which I believe Lupin is probably the best Hogwarts professor that Harry and them had, minus McGonagall and stuff because we didn't really get to see a lot of her in the classroom, but Lupin's one of the top ones. So I have nothing wrong with him being hired, but it's for the purpose that he's hired, knowing he's a werewolf and they only and the main reason that he hired him wasn't because of his educational background wasn't because he was a great professor it was because he wanted him to train harry in the dark arts okay and then he, he went missing as a, a werewolf for half the year and then he left his post so okay so think about it this way you've got all these different generations of kids all right you've got for probably five or six years the worst span of dark arts learning the school has ever had ever and oh during this time by the way the dark lord is coming back so it's more pertinent than ever that these kids are trained the correct way in defense against the dark arts and you ruin all of this and i'll summarize that up on a timeline here in a bit but let me move to mad-eye moody Okay, Mad-Eye Moody wasn't a professor. That guy is creepy, right? Like, that guy is creepy. I don't know if I'd want him around kids. And they hired him because, I mean, he, he basically hired him because he was a member of the order. Okay, that's essentially why they hired Mad-Eye Moody. Obviously, he didn't know that it wasn't Moody, but whatever. They still hired him, right, for that purpose. So again, another preparation for Voldemort, okay? And then Quirrell, right? If anyone is going to know something's going on with Quirrell, it would be Dumbledore. He's not an idiot, right? So I think he allowed him to come back to the school so that he could figure out what was going on with him. And then what happened? He let a troll in. Like, he did all this crap. He put students in danger. But, oh, it's okay. Because we're trying to uncover what what he's really after. So don't worry about the kids. I mean, that that's essentially it. And then... And then you let Hagrid teach some of these classes. I mean, Hagrid's great. I love him, but he's not responsible. And you let him sit and have these hundreds of pounds animals, and he's trying to teach it to students? Come on, that's not responsible. So anyway, back to the timeline that I was talking about. Think about it. Any kid that was in Hogwarts between their first and third year of school, think about what they got from the Defense Against the Dark Arts. In Harry's first year, he got Quirrell, who was not a good professor. There's no way he was really teaching Defense Against the Dark Arts because he was trying to help Lord Voldemort. So Voldemort's not going to teach these kids how to defeat him. So they must have been getting really bad teaching. 
Then in the second year, they they get Lockhart, who is awful. He doesn't even know how to do anything. So, you know, hopefully he made them forget all these stupid lessons that they learned with his memory charms. But that was absolutely ridiculous year. Okay, and then in the third one, you get Lupin, and he's not even there the whole school year. Okay, he leaves and resigns his post. Okay, so whatever. And and maybe Snape steps in, whatever. Okay, fine. Who cares? Okay, the fourth year is the Triwizard Tournament. You got Mad-Eye Moody, and he wasn't there the whole semester and crap either because of what was going on with him being a polyjuice potion person. Like, you know, he, he was... He was a Death Eater in disguise. Like, so, yeah, of course he wasn't teaching really good either. There's no way he was, right? I mean, he taught the kids how to use dark spells in his in his classroom that we saw in the movies. That's it. Oh, hey, here's how to be evil. We're not going to teach you how to stop it. We're going to teach you how to do it, okay? And then in the fifth year, the Order of the Phoenix, I believe that was the year that, yeah, that was the year that Umbridge came in, and, yeah, she was absolutely awful. You know, she taught them, you know, basically like two-year-olds. So, I mean, think about, think about that span. You've got crap after crap after crap. These kids are getting out of school, and they ain't going to be able to defend themselves against a human, right? That's probably why Mr. Weasley is worried about a rubber duck, because you throw a rubber duck at a wizard that went to Hogwarts during this time, they're not going to stop a thing, right? Huh, oh, whatever. Okay, so moving off the hiring platform, okay? Moving off of that, let's get to the other things that made Dumbledore such a bad headmaster. He played favorites. He played favorites, guys. Okay? Clearly played favorites because he gave Hermione a time turner. He gave a young, I believe, yeah, teenage, young teenage girl the ability to manipulate time, essentially, to go back in time for classes. Without supervision, just gave it to her and said, here, Go to your classes. I don't see him giving that to anybody else. I didn't see him giving that to some of the Quidditch players so they could become an amazing Quidditch player. But no, they gave it to gave it to Hermione because oh, she's a part of Harry Potter's team, and you know I need Harry Potter to you know stay alive, so I need to help her make him uh, you know be a better wizard. It's absolutely ridiculous. So that was playing favorites. Then you've got him uh, sent Slytherin to the dungeons when the troll came in. So when the troll came in in the first year. What's the first thing he said? All the students go back to your dormitories. So prefects, take your houses back to the dormitories. And the teachers and I will go to the dungeon. Okay, that's great. But Slytherin's common rooms are right beside the dungeon. They're in the dungeon area. So you're sending Slytherin to the troll. I don't think anybody caught that. You probably didn't know it. But if you pay enough attention in the movies, that's where their common rooms are. So you're sending them to the troll. So he clearly didn't like Slytherin. And we further saw that because he fixed the house. He fixed the house, uh, um, the house cup. He fixed the house cup at the end of the first one. He fixed it for Gryffindor. Look, I get there was a lot of amazing feats going on, okay? But every little amazing feat that happens doesn't get points. Because if it did the points would be out the wazoo. They would have way more points than what they had in, in that game. I mean, it, we would be talking about the tens of thousands of points every year, okay, for every time someone stood up to their friend in the school. So it's clearly favoritism and clearly skewing it so that Gryffindor could win the House Cup. 
that's not good. That's not good for your headmaster to be playing favorites. It doesn't really teach anything good for the students. And of course, Slytherin's probably a bunch of pissed off kids because they just get crapped on the whole time by the headmaster. I'd be pissed off too. So, <sighs> moving on from playing favorites, you know, allowing Argus Filch, who hates wizards, hates young wizards because he's jealous of them. He, like, Argus allowed the kids from a detention order to go into the Forbidden Forest, and Haggard did as well, but you allowed them to go into the Forbidden Forest, which you said they're not allowed to go into, but now you're making them go. So either he didn't know that that happened, which means he's oblivious to what's going on in school, which is not good, or he knew that they went in there and completely allowed them to get in mortal danger. Either way, it's not good. It's not good, guys. So, summarizing all this up. As Aurora said, Dumbledore. It's the worst thing that happened to Hogwarts. And I agree for these reasons. I think there have been plenty of other great headmasters if he was not there. And so, yeah, I, I think she made some great arguments. Uh, I don't know what you guys thought of the episode, but appreciate you listening. Appreciate your time. Let us know what you think. Let us know how you feel about this. It put a different spin for sure on a very beloved character. So I know there's going to be some controversial things here. However, there's probably going to be some reason and rationale as well. And I think uh, Aurora made some really great points for me. And again, Aurora is the two-year-old dachshund on the cover art of this podcast. Um, so if a dachshund can think that, you know, I'm sure everybody else can come up with this conclusion as well. He was not the best of headmasters. He might've been a great wizard, but not the best of headmasters. So, um, again, what do you guys think? Was Dumbledore the worst thing that happened to Hogwarts? Was he okay? What, you know, what, was he awful? Was he the best? Like, what do you think? Um, interesting concept for sure. Appreciate you guys taking your time, uh, out of your day to listen and, uh, yeah, I will get back to it and uh, try and get Aurora some treats. She worked really hard to help come up with this, so I'll get some treats for her to snack on. Um, maybe some peanut butter. She loves peanut butter. But, yeah, thank you guys so much again for your time. Uh, if you enjoyed the content, like, share, subscribe, send this out to some friends and things. Let them enjoy it as well. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Uh, thank you. Have a great day.